0: And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com/slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
1: This podcast is proudly brought to you by Monday Distillery. Monday Distillery are purveyors of beautiful non alcoholic beverages. Live on your own terms, be true to you, and drink what's good for your body and soul.
2: Are you sick of feeling controlled by alcohol? Do you want to drink less? Do you wake up on a Sunday morning feeling really anxious and full of regret? I'm Danny Carr and welcome to my podcast, How I Quit Alcohol. Hello and welcome back to Season 3 of How I Quit Alcohol. Thank you so much to everyone who's been joining in and thank you to our sponsor, Monday Distillery, who are about to release some amazing new alcohol-free drinks and are our season sponsor again. So thank you to the good folk there. I'm joined today by my gorgeous husband and sober buddy, Ash Greenwald. Hi, Ash.
1: Hi, Danny. How are you going?
2: I'm pretty good. I'm pretty excited to be back on the air. It's been nice to have a break. We've been fully immersed in our three-month challenge. We've had an awesome group of people going through that challenge and it's been so good. And I just am in love a little bit with every single person in that group and they're all doing amazingly well. So that's exciting and Ash has been instrumental in that as well.
1: They're killing it. It's amazing and there's such a good vibe with the Facebook group and it's just, yeah, really proof of what people can do together and, you know, it's been a really good experience putting together that little journey for them and you've been doing some great exercises with them to help guide them through and uh, keep them on track.
2: Yeah, it's been unreal and a few guest speakers in. You've come in a couple of times to speak and then we had Scott Owen from The Living End come in on one of our um, group chats on the Sunday. And so, that was really cool of Scotty to donate his time to come and inspire everyone. So, that was great. So, but what I wanted to talk about today, everyone in our group, I read about week four. So, at around about the three to four week mark, that little bit of the high of deciding that you're going to do this challenge or any challenge, any New Year's resolution starts to wear off a little bit and the reality might be starting to kick in. So... I just wanted to talk a bit today about yeah digging deep and how you keep yourself focused and on track.
1: Yeah, I think it's really important to when you when you are challenged to go, "Ah, I recognize you. Yeah, I've been expecting you." And see that that heavy lifting that you're doing when you're feeling challenged and you say no to caving in. That's the heavy lifting of the challenge. Mm-hmm. So, to not look at that as like, "Oh, you know, like, I see it as a negative that you're being a little bit tested, and you're feeling a little bit triggered. But to see it as, oh, here it comes! Here, this is what I, this is what I was getting ready for, and um, almost be excited when you're getting those challenges because that's what it's all about. That that's the time that you're actually achieving something in your sober challenge. Not the times when you're just cruising and you're not even thinking about it. It's the times when you're challenged, so just I just wanted to reframe that a little bit, just so that people know that it's not a negative that you're being tested or a negative that you're feeling a bit a bit edgy, you know, fe- triggered by certain things that's that's the heavy lifting, that's the good bit.
2: I put a post out today as well about that similar thing. It's that when you do have the trigger, it's actually great feedback. It's actually a really good thing. You almost want to be triggered a little bit if you're strong enough to deal with it because whatever that may be, whether it's that you're sitting by the pool with a friend and they're cracking out the sad blancs and you suddenly think, shit, I really want one of those – It's good to then be able to examine that thought and listening and observing the thoughts, the voice inside the mind that's throwing up these things to you so you can challenge them. Because just because we have thoughts doesn't mean we have to act on them. I think this whole challenge, what we're trying to teach people too, is to challenge those thoughts. You know, stop them, challenge them, flip them on their heads and send those negative thoughts on their way and replace it with a better thought. Like, okay, no, I'm fine to sit here with my... My friend, while they're drinking Sav Blanc, I'm going to have a soda water, and I'm going to feel really good about it. But in
1: these, yeah, in these times, it can be really difficult when you when you're in front of that drink. All of those reasons tend to evaporate um, very quickly, and you get this sort of amnesia. It's a warm day, and somebody hands you a beer, and suddenly, or somebody hands you a Sav Blanc poolside, whatever it is, whatever the trigger is suddenly all of those reasons evaporate and it's just like, oh, just one won't hurt. So what are the things that can help you to, for, to counteract the, uh, the pledge evaporation that can happen? I mean, one I can think of is journaling regularly. So you're at midday and somebody's offering you a drink in the hot sun, but that morning you were just writing out some gratitudes, you were just writing out some IMs, you were just writing out some reasons why you're glad that you have quit. You've got a lot more wind in your sails as compared to somebody who does no work at all and is quit and they last for a while just on willpower. That person is in a much worse position because they're relying on a very faulty memory to remember how they felt at the start of the year on the 1st of January when they're all full of willpower. That's not going to last if you don't keep having a regular practice of journaling and some of the other things that we've mentioned on this podcast.
2: Absolutely. And one thing that kind of throughout your whole entire journey, it's about digging deeper, going harder on your gratitude practice, get deeper into your spiritual journey, whether it's you're listening to someone that's inspiring like I always say for me, it was Wayne Dyer, like not really many days go by where I don't listen to something or read something of Wayne, whether it's I'm listening to him on YouTube, or I'm reading this great book, which I found in an op shop the other day, which was Wayne, any time I can, I, you know, I usually fill it up with some Wayne stuff, but I'm always filling my day up with some kind of inspiring, inspirational audio book or podcast, so keeping that input level really high, particularly at the start, because it's what keeps you going, it's you don't feel so much, then you need willpower. You're just so inspired listening to these people. You're tuning into your higher self. The other thing is too, just getting a bit more physical. So like physical practice, like so whether it's yoga or walking, running. I've got one lady on the challenge, I just said to her, she likes to run. So I said, okay, if you get triggered from now on, put your sneakers on. The trigger for you now equals putting your sneakers on and you just go and bolt, go and run for 200 metres so that's a state changer. Going out for a run will snap you out of that focus, get you off that focus of wanting a drink. Cold showers. I'm a big advocate for cold showers. I have a cold shower every day anyway. But if you're feeling in a state where you want to, you want a state change, really focused on, say, I'm on, on the on a trigger, jump in a cold shower. Stay there for five minutes if you can. or oh, it's a bit of a waste of water, but you will feel different when you come out of that cold shower. So there's things that you can do, and there's tools that we've discussed heaps of times. But just remember them and have them there fresh in your mind. Um, Physical practice, gratitude practice and spiritual input, all of those things will really help you to be successful. And don't be lazy with it. If you want to be lazy with it, you'll get back what you put into something. So it's the same as the thoughts you think or whatever you do in this world, you get back what you put in. And I think if you get lazy and complacent and you can't be bothered, then there's a strong chance you're not going to, You're not going to make it through because you're relying on willpower and it'll be a shitty experience.
1: Yeah, so like when when you're talking about that breaking of states, maybe it's a good idea for people to give that some thought or maybe if they're journaling, write down their plan. So it's like having a plan for when you're triggered. Have a plan. When I feel like a drink, I put on my runners. I jump in a cold shower. I think a certain thought. Having a plan with how you deal with those triggers is a great thing.
2: Absolutely you're so spot on. having a plan is everything. I think uh, having a plan of exactly what needs to be done and knowing it like writing it down once you 've written something down kind of solidifies more in your mind well, and you yeah can read it back. <laughs> yeah, and so then you know uh, you could have you could write down different plans for all different kinds of triggers like if I 'm going to a party, what's going to be my plan like if you're really serious about this, get serious about it like get pen to paper, get happening like like I say you'll get back what you put in so the harder you work on this stuff, the harder you work on your mindset, it will just reap so many rewards. And
1: in a in a happy, optimistic way, ex like I just said this before, but I'll say it again, expect that triggers are going to come up. You know that's what planning is part of. So that like I think sometimes when people, if they ever fold, it's like because they're almost a little surprised, or or being triggered catches them by surprise. They sort of relax. And then they just get lulled into something. But like expect that a trigger could be around the corner. So you've got to be prepared for it. And then you meet that challenge happily. And I talk about this a lot, but like you've actually sort of in that moment of getting the trigger, don't feel sorry for yourself. It's all part of, it's all part of the journey. And to meet that in a strong, happy and optimistic way, you will not fold.
2: Like, be almost excited. I always say be curious about the thoughts that come up. But also be a bit excited. Like, oh, wow, there's a trigger. Like, awesome. Let's work on this. Let's peel the layers back and let's see what we've got here. Get under your own hood. And be an observer of observer of your thoughts because once you're an observer, you're not so attached to it either. You become more detached. So you can go, oh, that's interesting. Or there's that sneaky bitch again, alcohol. She's raising her ugly head. You can tell her to stand down too. You detach from the thoughts.
1: And in that process, you are learning so much. You're developing spiritually and you're developing mentally. That heavy lifting is building some willpower muscles and some knowledge of yourself so there's a lot of benefit in doing this challenge beyond merely the quitting of alcohol you won't be the same person when you finish you'll know yourself a lot better and you will have, have achieved a lot more and speaking of those sort of willpower muscles it's a li- the discipline required is a little bit like if you've ever had a time in your life where you felt really fit how did you feel in yourself when you're at your fittest often people re-
0: And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores
1: or sleepnumber.com. I know I do that I felt great. I felt really on it. And how did I achieve that state? Well. I actually had a fair bit of discomfort while I surfed my ass off. Well, that was fun. But, um, you know, go to the gym, say no to the odd donut. You know, like there's discipline required to get super fit. But then often for a lot of people, when they've been at their fittest, they actually felt really great about themselves because they could see what they achieved. And I think it's a little bit like that, you know there's a lot of rewards on the other side of discipline which is not the uh it's not the ex- discipline is not the sexiest word in the world um and uh so we w- <laughs> <into it. laughs> <laughs> self discipline is not the most flashy concept but um actually it's one of the i remember a friend telling me i wish i could find this study where he said, wha- he, "He said, you know, wh- what do you think the key attribute of the most happy people is? And I went through a few different options, and I never guessed what it was. And it was actually self-discipline. Mm. And I couldn't believe that. What? Self-discipline is the thing that makes people the happiest people? But it is, and that's, that's what we need to be employing right now. You'll never look back if you just embrace that. Happiness is not just sitting around doing nothing.
2: Yeah, I think I agree. And when you actually do something too that's a bit of a pain in the ass, like for me sometimes meditation, oh my God, like years ago meditation used to make me so angry. (laughs) Like I'd be at a yoga retreat with our good friend Lissy and once we got to the meditation part, I'd be like... And I'd almost get physically annoyed. And I think that's the feedback loop of your body. What your resistance is is probably what you need to delve into more. So even I get up and I meditate every single morning. And every morning my mind comes up with this little, I don't do it now, do it later. Or, you know, why don't you go do something else instead? Oh, it doesn't really work anyway. All these things come up in my mind. But I force, I just go, not having that. And I just go ahead and do it. And I always feel so good when I finish the meditation and I always tell myself congratulations or well done for finishing it because, you know, I kind of didn't want to do it. And, I'm, yeah, it just annoys me so much too that my mind still goes there. It's not negotiable for me. So, yeah, that bit of self-discipline really, really pays off. And same as strapping on your sneakers in the morning. It's a bit of d- discipline. You know, I could sit there and watch Netflix, but I just, I don't know. And then it becomes part of life anyway. So, you feel great, you know, on all aspects. So.
1: That's a good metaphor for what we're talking about you will benefit immensely by just sticking to it. You made a commitment and you did make a commitment for a reason because you did need to. And just remember that and go hard.
2: Yeah. And the other thing I want to talk about, you were talking about happy people. I read this book, I'm not sure if if many, if you yeah, I don't know if you've read this, Ash, but it was Sean Acor's book, Happiness Advantage. No. And in that he talks about, the importance of a gratitude practice and I sort of would urge anyone to read this book um, particularly if you think a gratitude practice is a bit lair you know or it's a bit of you know a bit of woo-woo it's not and there's so much scientific evidence behind the benefits of of a really strong gratitude practice but in his book he says that people who have a gratitude practice are happier people and if you just have a small gratitude practice so even just writing three things that you're grateful for, but spending two minutes reflecting on what you're grateful for each day. If you do that every day for three weeks, you can literally turn yourself from being a pessimist into an optimist. And I think that's amazing. And people that are optimists tend to make better choices for themselves too. So there's a whole ripple effect as well that goes with it. But even, he was saying, like people who do that, they would lessen their pain medication, they... There was just a whole list of things, getting off um, antidepressants and not to say that you go and do a gratitude practice, you'll be off your antidepressants, but you will start to rewire and your brain actually does start to rewire if you take on those practices. So I really urge everyone to really get your gratitude practice up and running if you haven't got that already. And another thing in my studies, I've been studying CBT, Cognitive Behavioural Therapy for Coaching, and in, in the studies it talks about appreciative inquiry. Sean also talks about it in his book where you reflect each day on something great that's happened and they say when you appreciate good things, good things appreciate, which I think is a great, great quote. But you could just reflect on at night. So if you've got the How I Quit Alcohol playbook in there, it's got daily reflections and even if you don't have the playbook in your notebook or wherever you want to write it, but just sit and reflect again maybe before bed or as you, in, as you get into bed on some things that you're grateful for again for the day but really focus on what went well in the day. There's always something that, you know, it doesn't have to be something huge. It could just be that a stranger smiled at you just to reflect on something great that's happened during the day. If you can't think of n- anything that went well, just think about what I'm good at or what are my strengths or who's in my support network or who loves me.
1: Well, if you're alive, something went well. The main things, yeah. The main things worked out if you're alive.
2: Yeah, so just reiterating that again. So two minutes of gratitude practice in the morning. So just sit, think, reflect, write down what you're grateful for for two minutes. And then at the end of the day, some AI appreciative inquiries. So just inquiring as to what's been great about your day. And if not about your day, what's great in your life?
1: And I should make the point like with gratitude, if you don't find that comes naturally or that it seems a little counterintuitive to do that, you're just human. that's very common. Uh, we weren't hardwired to feel gratitude the whole time. We we're actually hardwired for the opposite because the way we evolved being this relatively weak animal that was always being hunted by predators, we had to think very hard and very constantly, like paranoid little the paranoid little apes that we are about predators and about the things that could go wrong. And the ones in our gene pool that didn't think that way didn't survive. (laughs) So we're the descendants of some paranoid little critters that were always um, envisaging what could go wrong and not necessarily envisaging the optimistic tomorrow. But in, in modern life, it's much more adaptive to be an optimist and um, it's it helps you in your modern life so much more. So you're not crazy if if uh, gratitude at first doesn't doesn't just sit just perfectly for you. Like anything else, you know, it's a gratitude practice, and you have to practice it. Um, but it has just a lot of benefits, and especially in this context, it's going to help you heaps.
2: Absolutely, yeah, totally agree. So I can't stress that enough. If that's not happening in your life right now, get into it. And if you are kind of doing a half-assed gratitude practice, ramp it up a little bit. Do the heavy lifting because the heavy lifting builds the muscle. You can't just go to the gym and do one rep of weights and think that you're going to come out like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnie had to go in there and work, repeat, repeat, repeat. And that's how you get the results. So keep on working at it. And then the other thing I just wanted to talk about too is before I said changing state and changing focus, if you're in a situation, say, let's say, with your friend by the pool drinking Sav it's okay to get up and get the fuck out of there. Like Gabe Christmas, who was on the podcast in season one, she left her own dad's wake because she just felt too triggered with all the family there drinking. It was at a bar at his local pub. So she just left.
1: And that's very legitimate and she could have probably told herself, oh, no, you know, this isn't the context. Oh, well, I had to drink, you know, everybody was doing it and it's the most important day or whatever. But we know for a lot of us, there's actually nothing more important than your sobriety. And it's 100% understandable for this one time to put that first.
2: Absolutely. So, and I guess too, around something big like that too, you don't want the added extra stress of that you folded and that you caved the night before. But so just get out of there, make an excuse, lie if you have to, like. Say I've got diarrhoea, whatever. Just get the hell out. You don't have to stay there. There's no prizes for staying in a situation that's really fucking triggering.
1: You know, I think it's foolish. I'm just thinking of that. I've got diarrhoea. <laughs> I don't think anyone, that's genius, Daddy. I don't think anyone will argue with you. Uh, you sure you couldn't just stay for one little, I've got diarrhoea. <laughs>
2: yeah, I want you all to use that, please. Any context message me if it, if you've done it and it surely works surely you could i've got diarrhea <laughs> <laughs> yeah and just have a laugh about it too like just keep it light use your diarrhea and get out of there <laughs> um yes yeah, so just i think change state change change it up so if something's triggering you change 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 so cold shower put your sneakers on go for a run get out of there whatever you have to do yeah, I think that's around about it for today. But I just want to also take this time to congratulate the people that did join the our three-month sober challenge. They are just so amazing, so inspiring. Uh, we've got a Facebook group set up for them and they're all encouraging each other and spurring each other along. Just keep your eyes out for the next challenge. Um, if anyone's interested in doing one soon, do let me know because we could set one up soon. But at the moment, we're looking at running another one in July, starting off with Dry July and then going for another three months after that. Um, so we'll make that up available soon on the website. But if you are struggling or if you're doing it on your own or you just want a bit of inspiration, book in a coaching call. I'm always here to chat or just send me a message and I'm always happy to message people back. And that's it. Thanks, Ash. Thanks a lot. See you later.
1: I've got to diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs>